Content crazy. I am your host, David C. As always, hey there, Mavs fans, and welcome to another episode of Mavs Content Crazy. I'm your host, David C. As always, and in today's episode, the Mavericks take control back in this series. Beating the Utah Jazz 126-118 to in Salt Lake City. And is this series over even without Luka playing a single game? So, Mavs fans, this was what we were waiting for. We were waiting to see if the Mavericks could go into Utah and win a game. And they definitely did that in this one, taking control early in this game and before i get too far into this i know it may not sound like i'm very excited after this win Mavs fans but i promise you i am uh i unfortunately yesterday uh prior to the game was in a bit of a car accident in which i was rear-ended pretty pretty uh hard there and so uh this is a um medicated episode of mavs content crazy yes i am on a ton of pain bills right now, but I wanted to make sure I still talked about the Mavs and this great win that we had out there, especially with so many doubters doubting the Mavericks going into this game. Uh, before I get into the game, I, I tell you what, I, I listen to a ton of sports radio, a ton of podcasts, and a ton of other things when it comes to Maverick information and things like that. And as a Dallas local fan, there's only a few radio stations that actually talk about the Mavericks. You got 1310 The Ticket, who is the best, by the way. And then you have 105.3 The Fan. Uh, guys who are supposed to be sports analysts and things like that. And those guys right there absolutely blow my mind every time I listen to their station on their takes on the Mavericks. And just are complete doubters when it comes to the Mavericks. And to the point where they were talking about a few things on their episode after the Mavericks game two win and pretty much saying that even though the Mavericks uh you know won that game that they weren't going to win a whole lot of games without Luka and matter of fact let me just play that audio for you from this horrible horrible take that they had here on 105.3 The Fan. Repick the series. If he returns by game four Mavs in seven. Okay, what if he comes back tomorrow night? Mavs and six. Woo! Uh, <laughs> no, Mavs and seven. Mavs and seven. Mavs and, Mavs and, seven. and seven. Yeah, either way. Um, I don't see a way that they take two of three. They're gonna lose. Hot take. I got game two right. They're gonna lose tomorrow night, no matter what. I don't care if he's back or not. He could be in the lineup. Utah will win game three. Yeah, they're, they're, look, they struggled. Here's the problem, okay? And, and we're, uh, they don't win in Utah with them. Yeah. And, and he's compromised. I waited, a, I waited a day after the celebration to say all this. That they was a need, perfect game. They needed a perfect game. Uh, Robert, they, played one, they played one of the cleanest games of the NBA season. 
of all the teams, of every team in history, no team had more uncontested three pointers. Now, look, a lot of that's Dallas ball movement and bad Utah defense. It is. It absolutely is. But they had the most uncontested threes in the history of the NBA playoffs. Brunson scored 41. You had to break the team record for made threes, only committed three turnovers. Maxie had to hit eight threes, and you still barely won. That's that that doesn't sound good. That's that's not a good thing for the remainder of the series. I think if Luca comes back by game four and he's eighty-five percent, I think I would change it to Mavs in seven. I think I would change. I've been Jazz in five. If I could repick again, I would go Jazz in six. Uh, but if Luca, if this report is true and he comes back, and I would probably wait till Thursday. I think the Mavs can get away with winning this series, even if he comes back in game four, because I think they lose tomorrow night no matter what. Uh, then then I would I would go ahead and say Mavs in seven at home with the double AC crowd. Players look unstoppable. Game one, Mavs played a crap game and almost won. We don't need to play a perfect game to win without Luca. Well, you kind of do. Because it took a perfect game to win. Uh, and they and they did the same thing in the first game. Uh, now, it was a little bit better. A little bit better in game two. The Mavs actually got some second-chance points in game two, which was ironic. But, uh, you know, the, the, the Utah Jazz, they, they have dominated the glass. And it almost seems like the Mavs just give up on the offensive side of the glass, uh, of, the, of, of rebounding. They, they shoot, and they run back on defense because they do not want to allow transition baskets. They feel they allow transition points. This is gonna get. This could get away with them without Luca. They could get away from them. You know. So after listening to that, I mean, these guys are absolutely ridiculous. This this is what we have to listen to in Dallas as Dallas fans. We have to listen to guys doubt the Mavericks. Guys say that the Mavericks can't do much without Luca. And it's interesting because it's it's like they haven't been watching the Mavericks all season long. Because if you have been watching every game, getting into every game as you should if you are a true Maverick fan and a guy who's talking about them on a sports radio station, you should be aware that this team is more than just Luka Doncic. Obviously, Luka is the head of the snake, our best player, an all-team, all-world NBA player, someone who is going to take us to the promised land if that does happen this season, but we are a team that plays so well together that even in Luca's absence, we have players that can come in and play absolutely great basketball. And then we had a few players coming into this playoffs that were playing for a little bit more than that. It wasn't just, um, you know, Luca's out and I got to step up a little bit. It is Luca's out. I have to step up. And this offseason is going to be a huge payday for me. Once I get there, if I do show out in the playoffs, players like Jalen Brunson, who has been the best player on the Maverick floor right now, just playing absolutely dominant basketball in the place of Luka. And it's what you expect to see from Jalen on a year like this, and especially without Luka Doncic on the floor. He has his opportunity. He has a chance to take over, and he's doing that right now. He is playing wonderful basketball the best basketball of his career, and it's definitely at the right time for the Mavericks as an organization and for himself as a player going into free agency, unrestricted free agency at that this offseason. So uh, I just had to share that because it always bothers me when I'm listening to local sports stations and they say such um, 
uneducated things when it comes to the Mavericks because it just shows me that you're not an actual fan. You're not actually watching this team because to say that the Mavericks were going to lose this game no matter what is the most insane statement I've ever heard. So you're basically saying that the Mavericks were going to lose game three even if Luka came back, even if Brunson went off, even if our bench guys who hadn't been making any shots started making shots um, and and Dimwitty had a good game. So you're basically saying no matter what, no matter what, if any of those things happen, then Mavericks were still going to lose that game. <laughs> and obviously that wasn't the case. The Mavericks won this game and did it in a way that was uh, very surprising to everyone. To say that we were going to win in Utah, which is something I 100% believed in, I, I said that after my last episode, that I believed the Mavericks were going to win this game. But to dominate Utah in Utah the way we did, especially in the first half, was you know <laughs> just exciting and so much fun to watch. For the Mavericks to go up by 17 points in the first half on Utah, in Utah, um, is, is an exciting thing. And it also gives the Mavericks even more confidence as they move forward in this series. With the next game coming up on Saturday, an early afternoon game, everyone knows that Luka more than likely is going to be healthy enough to play that game. But do you play him? Do you sit him? Um, you know, I'm going to leave that to smarter men than myself. If you're asking me would I like to see Luka on the floor in the playoffs, I think that's pretty much a no-brainer. We all want to see Luka on the floor. But we also want him to be absolutely 1000% before he enters into these games and steps one foot on that court because we don't want to risk further injury and currently in this series we're up two to one right now so for us to have a lead on Utah and still go have one more game in Utah which now we have the confidence that we can win in Utah um, I, I would love to see Luke on the court but I just want to make sure he's a thousand percent healthy I'll, I'll just put it that way if he's not 100% healthy for any reason whatsoever, then you hold him out this game and you just save him for their return to Dallas and, and let him put on a show like he always does for the home crowd in Dallas in game five. I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but right now um, it doesn't really matter a whole bunch. This Maverick team just keeps winning and finding new ways of doing it. Now, the Mavericks had players in this game who absolutely went off from them. But we have to start off with the man of the hour, the man who has carried this Maverick team to two wins in a row, and that is Jalen Brunson. This guy is just playing out of his mind right now um, with the insane way he is playing. He only had one turnover in this game. Uh, 31 points, one rebound, five assists, going 12 of 22 from the field. He did not hit a three-pointer, though going 0-4 from the three-point line, but also, again, one turnover. Brunson has scored over 70 points in the last two games with one turnover. That is unheard of. That is absolutely insane. If you're going to score the way he's doing it and help your team the way he has and not turn the ball over, that is just absolutely insane. You, you can't say it enough. Jalen is playing inspired basketball, and he's leading this Dallas Maverick team right now in a way that we weren't sure he could do, but in a way that we all expected him to do and wanted him to do when Luka went out with this injury. If Jalen's going to continue to play this way, 
then it definitely gives us this opportunity to make sure Luka is 100%. Because if we lost this game, then yes, everyone's saying Luka's coming back Saturday, even if he's not fully 100%, he was going to be on that court to make sure that the Mavericks didn't get further down in this series. But now we have a lead in the series, and you can afford to rest him. And that's all thanks to the exceptional play of Jalen Brunson and the way he's handled himself and, and everything out there on the court. So just absolutely impressive right now by this Dallas Maverick team led by Jalen Brunson. Now, he did have a lot of help from Spencer Dinwiddie in this game. Dinwiddie finally got some of his things going for him, driving in the lane. Um, he's still not shooting particularly great from the three-point line. And his game is, is something that we need, though, when it comes to this matchup with the Utah Jazz. You know, the Mavericks are playing two ways right now. One way is if Gobert's on the court, they're going to spread everything out and then find an open man when someone blows by their defender and kicks it out for a three-point ball. But if Gobert's in the paint, that's the only reason we're shooting so many three-point shots. If Gobert's out of the game and they decide to go small ball, they have no way of stopping our drives in the lane. You can't stop Jalen from getting in the lane. You can't stop Spencer Dinwiddie, who had a good game in this one, because he was allowed to drive in the lane, especially in the second half when uh, Quinn Snyder and the Jazz decided to bench Rudy Gobert and try to go small. Yes, they made a run and they did get back in the game, and it was just a matter of the Mavericks having to readjust to that style once they went that way. But once they did... Dinwiddie and Brunson just started driving in the lanes and there was nothing Utah could do about it. And that's just the way it's going to be for the Mavericks in this series. They're going to take advantage of whatever is out there for them. And again, we're talking about a, a, a Maverick team who's starting to get it together in all facets of the game. And with them taking as many three-point shots as they have been taking, as they took another 42 three-point shots in this game and making them at a 43% rate, this Maverick team is going to be unstoppable moving forward. And we're talking about a team who has yet to see their best player out there on the court. It's a matter of our defense playing so well right now. And that has everything to do with two specific guys on this Maverick team who also played well in this game on the offensive end for the Mavericks. And that, of course, is always Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith. These two guys are playing a ton of minutes, heavy minutes for the Mavericks and playing such, you know, swarming defense right now. Um, they're all over the court. They're flying all over the place. And they make life so difficult for all of the three-point shooters that Utah has. Dorian Finney-Smith played 47 minutes in this game. But still gave you 14 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists. Going 6 of 12 from the field and 2 of 7 from the three-point line. So he wasn't shooting particularly great from three-point range. But he still shot 50% from the field and playing great defense. So you'd love to see those kind of things from Dorian Finney-Smith. Reggie Bullock, right behind Dorian, played 44 minutes in this game, scored 12 points, got six rebounds and three assists, and all his points did come off of three-point shots as he was three of six from the three-point line. So 50% uh, again from the field and or three-point line, however you want to say it, for Reggie Bullock. Just exceptional play from those two guys on the offensive end, chipping in when they need to, but shutting down everything that Utah wants to do from the three-point line with all the three-point shooters that they have, like Donovan Mitchell, like Bogdanovich, like uh, Royce O'Neal, who, let me say, Royce O'Neal, I, I seen a report saying, you know, 
Royce O'Neal suspended. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I didn't fully confirm that, but if he is, it's something definitely deserved as he was playing pretty dirty basketball. It was even mentioned on the broadcast uh, by Derek Harper and Followell. Royce O'Neal was just running into people, using elbows, hitting people with forearms, and it was just ugly basketball uh, on his part. But you got to love that the Mavericks have actually frustrated these guys to that point. They're so mad right now that they can't do what they want to do on the court, that they're playing dirty and throwing ugly fouls out there because they're so frustrated with themselves and their play. So you got to love what you're seeing from our players right now. Dorian, Reggie Bullock, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Jalen Brunson in the starting lineup played ridiculous games, did everything that the Mavericks needed them to do, and have really set the tone for what's happening with the Mavericks in this series. Now, Dwight Powell... Obviously, he's just undersized in this matchup, and I said this last episode that he's just getting played off the court. He's not big enough to do anything against Rudy Gobert down there in the paint, and um, he's just not having a whole lot of opportunities to do a lot of offensive things with Luka not playing because that's Luka's running mate. That's who sets him up all the time is Luka Doncic. So Powell only played 13 minutes in this game. And I'm going to give you four rebounds. That was it. He took one shot that he missed. It was a three-point shot, which is uh, tells you everything you need to know about Powell right now in the series. He's just ineffective in the paint, and he can't really hit three-point shots. And, of course, that's not necessarily a bad thing because the Mavericks have players on their bench now who are playing well. One in particular who is just playing insane basketball for this Maverick team, playing absolutely out of his mind. And we'll get into what he and the rest of the bench did for the Mavericks coming up next after the break. So now we're talking about the bench and what they did for this Dallas Maverick team. As I was saying right before the break, Dwight Powell, who is our starting center, is just not helpful out there on the court right now. It's just a bad matchup for him going against Rudy Gobert and that insane size and athleticism that he has down there in the paint. Powell can't match it. There's nothing Powell can do against it except foul. (laughs) <laughs> which Powell almost fouled out in this game anyway. So there's nothing he can do against Rudy Gobert. And his shooting ability doesn't allow us to stretch the floor when he's out there on the court. So you have to turn to someone else who can do that. And the Mavericks have found that guy. They have found the person to replace Dirk from Wordsburg. <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. I'm just saying he's from the same city. Uh, Maxi Kleba. Is just playing absolutely absurd basketball right now. He is playing uh, the brand of basketball that we were seeing early in this year where he was hitting three-point shots at a really high clip. And then he got hurt, and it just was a detriment to his style of play. But now he's doing everything that the Mavericks could have hoped for. Maxi is playing top-notch defense as well as draining every three-point shot that he is taking out there right now on the court. Maxi came in and played 22 minutes, scored 17 points with three rebounds and two assists, going six of seven from the field and four of five from that three-point line. What I was talking about, Rudy Gobert can't get out there and guard him, and if you're not going to, Maxie's going to continuously hit these three-point shots at an insane rate right now. Everyone talked about um, you know, Maxie not being able to continue the three-point shooting clip that he did the previous game and you just heard that on that audio clip I played earlier from the supposed sports station here in Dallas 105.3 the fan where even they said Maxie's not going to shoot like that ever again 
Um, he went 8 of 11 in that game. Well, heck, he just went 4 of 5 in this game. Basically made every three-point shot that he took. So, um, you know, the Mavericks are just playing exceptional basketball right now. And it couldn't have happened at a better time. And then as you move past Maxi, because he's not the only one who's playing great basketball right now, our bench had not done a whole lot to this point. We know this. We've been relying heavily on our starters. But with Maxi coming in off the bench and basically playing starter minutes at the center position, he is giving you all the production that you need. And then you go on to players like Josh Green and Davis Bertans, who had exceptional games themselves tonight. Bertans is someone who we know can get absolutely hot from the three-point line. Um, he can be hot or cold. You know, he, he's done that a lot so far in a Maverick uniform where he's had a few good games shooting threes. Uh, a few games where he didn't shoot so good and uh, missed a lot of three-point shots. But Bertans came in in this game and played 14 minutes, scored 15 points, grabbed two rebounds, and also had a block in this game. So he had... And a really good game for himself out there. He went 4 of 7 from the three-point line and really helped this Dallas Maverick team out, spelling some of the starters for just a little bit, giving them a little bit of time to rest, and then also maintaining the lead for the Mavericks, not letting things fall off. And then the guy who has not been playing great basketball in the playoffs for the Mavericks, and matter of fact, has been playing pretty bad, is Josh Green. But he did... Get to play 19 minutes in this game, scored 12 points with three rebounds and six assists, going four of six from the field and three of five from the three-point line, along with two steals. Now, Josh Green played his best game as a Maverick. Obviously, he's probably had better regular season games than this, but this is a playoff game. This is big time, and for him to go out there and play with the confidence that he had because he was finding open guys. He was playing a point guard type of role when Dinwiddie and Brunson got a chance to rest in this game. He was driving into the paint, finding open guys, and being very creative with the ball in his hand. So it's exciting to see that from Josh Green and Davis Bertans now coming in off the bench and helping this Dallas Maverick team. If they can come in and play that type of game, then Utah does not stand a chance with or without Luka Doncic in this series. The Mavericks are playing exceptionally great basketball and it all starts with Jason Kidd he is coaching to perfection right now he is looking at matchups he is looking at what works and what doesn't and he is making the right moves right now for this Dallas Maverick team again we're holding Utah to very uh, limited three-point shots and then also not very good percentages from the three-point line as well Utah only took 28 three-pointers in this game and the Mavericks held them to 32 percent that is great defense, and that's the swarming defense of guys like Reggie Bullock and Dory and Finney-Smith. They are just not letting Utah feel comfortable. They are not giving them a chance to get open looks, and this is just amazing to watch right now. This Maverick team is not turning the ball over either. You know, we had one of the cleanest games in NBA history in the postseason the last game with only three turnovers total. And then we followed that up tonight in this game with only eight turnovers. It's insane to look at how well this Maverick team is playing as a unit. They are playing together. They are being smart with every possession. They are not losing the balls. They are just playing great, great team basketball right now. And you love to see it. And then even on the defensive end, as I was just talking about, the Mavericks 
had 10 steals in this game versus Utah's two steals. Um, the turnover battle, it's something that's more, uh, you know, relevant when it comes to the NFL season. But even in the NBA, if you can get the ball more times than the other team, you're giving yourself an opportunity to win. And when you take the ball away from the opposite team 10 times in a game and turn that into points, it is something that you can uh, be very happy about. And then the biggest stat of this series so far, the one that has made the biggest headlines that everyone's always talking about is the rebound battle. And the Mavericks tied the Jazz in rebounds today. 32 apiece. You gotta love that. If the Mavericks can rebound with them, then this game, this series, I should say, is over. This Maverick team will continue to win, especially if they're battling even with the rebounding battle and then just playing the exceptional defense that they have. So the Mavericks now in control of this series, up 2-1. to one. Yes, we still have one more game in Salt Lake City, but I don't think that the Mavericks shouldn't have any reason to believe in themselves that they can go into that game and still win again and push this out to a 3-1 deficit coming back to Dallas and if that happens the American Airlines Center is going to be absolutely rocking if the Mavericks can come back with a 3-1 lead in this series I think the Mavericks will finish it off in five games and you know win it here in Dallas in front of their home court fans and that building is going to go absolutely berserk for that team when they come back so great play from this Dallas Maverick team taking a win in Utah, stealing back home court advantage and really showing that they are a team that is scary when they're all playing great basketball in this Western Conference and for any team that we may face. So a great win for our Mavericks, 126 to 118, taking a 2-1 to lead in this series. And it's something we should all be excited for going into Saturday. So a great win and let's keep it rolling, Mavs fans. So that's going to be it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. If you did, make sure you hit that subscribe button, like, follow, and share with your friends. And I hope you listen in next time, Mavs fans. Thanks a lot.